0: One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do
1: more with Viator.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Jamie D and Big Newt. You know by now that I'm Jamie D'Amico, and he is Big Chris Newton, and we come at you every other week on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. During the season, we're talking to you every single week, but we bring down the latest Bill's gossip talk information and whatever you need to listen to. Big Newt, it is great being back behind the mic with you. What's been happening with you over the past couple of weeks, buddy?
1: Well, you know me, man. This is my time of the year. I really enjoy the draft and all the scuttlebutt butt that goes along with it. Um, I've Since I've talked to you before, I don't know if I said it on a pod, I was supposed to go down to the Final Four with the family. Ooh. That was going to be our family vacation that we've been planning for a year. But Simone had an AAU tournament that popped up on the schedule. And us being new with the Fairfax Stars, I felt like we didn't have any sweat equity in the program. Mm-hmm. So I was like – I was like, we probably need to make this tournament. And, of course, she'd rather play than go watch other people play. So, uh, Lynn and Jalen flew down there and enjoyed themselves uh, for five days while I stayed back with Simone. And and they had a great time. They ate Bengay's. That was Jalen's first time going to New Orleans. Uh, well, they eat. So they-
0: Beignets. Oh, beignets. I thought you said gay. I'm like... Oh, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. The stuff you rub on sore muscles? <laughs> no, they went down to the rue They went to Cafe Du Monde, ate beignets outside, took in all the sights and sounds of New Orleans. Of course, I used to live there, so, you know. Um, and so, and they got to see a uh, great Final Four, man. They got to see Duke, North Carolina, had great seats and experienced that Coach K's last game and probably one of the best games in recent memory, especially in the Duke-Carolina rivalry. So they had a good time. I'm just bummed that we didn't get a chance to go. But you didn't get to go.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, man. The
1: things you do for your children, man, they'll never understand, right?
0: <laughs> I, I honestly feel like the only way is to pay back into the system. Like you have your own kids and then you finally figure out what your parents did for you, right?
1: Exactly.
0: Exactly. And you try to do better than your parents did because we're all messed up and it's probably our parents that made us... No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so... Oh. The things that we're going to discuss, Buffalo Bills related today, as it's coming down the pike here, is the pre draft visits that are coming up. Either they either happened at the senior bowl, at the scouting combine, there are private workouts, and there have been virtual meetings. And teams are allowed up to 40 or so players that they can speak to. Is that right? Is it 40 or is it 20? I thought it was
1: 30 to get the visit. Oh, 30 to get I was, the Okay. I think 30, the, 30 gets the visit, but then the list had other things like the people they work out, the combine meetings, the senior bowl, the people they discuss the senior bowl and the combine. So it's all different, but I think you only bring in 30.
0: Okay. That, that I, makes perfect sense. So yeah. the speculation is that if you really pay attention, teams without saying the words actually tell you what they're thinking. And we thought it would be a neat exercise to take a look at the positions that the Buffalo bills are looking at this year and compare it to the activity in the draft that they had in the previous few seasons to see if we can come up with any interesting patterns. And the big newt said, Hey, that's an interesting topic. I have a very strong opinion on that. And I said, Ooh, I disagree with your opinion. Let's bring it to the masses.
1: <laughs> well, I just, I, I when I said that yesterday, I think I was just talking in general, more so than uh, just specifically with the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. So, but I did say I was like, well, those will all be smoke screens because you've heard stories of people bringing people in and then they draft somebody else who they never talked to. So yes. I just was thinking about that. That's all.
0: Right. And yeah. you, that is something that we will that we will discuss um, a, as it goes back a couple of years ago. Uh, but to catch everybody up on where the Buffalo Bills are right now with their visits, I will take you through position groups and let you know how many they've seen. This is wonky, so bear with me. At running backs, they have spoken to six people, wide receiver, seven, tight end, five. Now, these are these are the high numbers. Uh, cornerback, eight, followed by um, linebacker. They've spoken to four folks. Defensive tackle and edge rusher, they've spoken to three, as well as safety. They've spoken to three. And then they've spoken to one tackle and one special teamer, the punt god himself. So, based on that, they that tells me that they're looking at cornerbacks, wide receivers, and running backs in this draft. So yes. Do you think that they're legitimately looking at these dudes?
1: Yeah, well, when, when the first thing that stood out to me was, when I saw the list is they didn't talk to not one quarterback. Yeah, so that gives some legitimacy to the list, right? Right, right. <laughs> so, but but like you said, like it seemed like they had the most action, um, especially with the visits with running back, wide receiver, cornerback. That makes me feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, obviously, and 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 we're looking at it. Matt Warren on Q and A Q&A for Buffalo Rumblings. He talked about it on his pod this week. Uh, that second cornerback isn't important to us as it, it, it important to Brandon Bean and the brass is as much as it's probably us. We've talked about it at length. We would probably like to see a cornerback take it in the first round. Why? Because he would probably be a starter. So it makes me feel good. So bringing that back to uh, the list, it makes me feel good that we are looking heavily at the cornerback position. I think a a top-flight guy will be there at the 25th pick. Um, so that makes me feel good. And also he said on there, and it makes sense financially. If we bring a guy in right now, that fits wonderfully with Trey White's contract. Mm-hmm. So when his contract starts to expire, then we'll be able to re-up the guy that we take. It's also very quarterback, uh, deep in the first round. And I feel like you could get a, a quality starter there.
0: So the corners that the Bills have met with include Andrew Booth, Jr., Martin Emerson, Josh Thompson. Tariq Woolen, Kyle Gordon, Trent McDuffie, Josh Williams, and Monteric Brown. The interesting thing to me about this list is you've got the three top guys in there that are undoubtedly going to be off the board by the time the Bills selection comes around. And then you have some dudes that will likely be taken after the first round. But the Bills still want to have conversations with them. So I think that that kind of speaks to what you have mentioned, which is they may not be looking to grab one in the first round, per se. They may be looking for that second, third round guy who could make it work. But there's a player that's standing out on that list to me, and it's Andrew Booth Jr., because he's a good tackler, and he has reasonably long arms, and the Bills love that.
1: No, I agree, and I just think what, what that says with that list being optimistic about it would be I feel like we'll get get somebody in the first, second, or third round. Mm-hmm. And so my draft thing, and we've always talked about it amongst ourselves, is I just want three starters that come out of the draft. Yes. And so – If we're looking at second corner, we might not need a first corner, then I feel like it's going to be, okay, we could take one of those guys in the second round, maybe even the third round, Mm -hmm. okay? And they could come in and they could either start at the slot or they could come in and be our second quarter. I'm totally fine with that, but I agree, man. If we could get the booth kid, that will be awesome. (laughs) I I ain't going to lie.
0: Um. Let's look at receiver next because that's the position where they've spoken to the second most people. And the top five receivers, Traylon Burks, Jameson Williams, Jahan Dodson, Chris Olave, and Garrett Wilson. They've spoken to all of them. And I got to be honest, I don't think any of them are going to be available by the time the Bills pick. They met with all of them at the Combine. Ooh. Yeah, I just that's a that's a nugget. That's a that's a that's a take. Well, you know, I I got that from Pete Schrager on the NFL network, and he was saying that when you look at the wide receiver needy teams, you're probably looking at some teams that are going to trade up. Like Green Bay, for example. They've got to replace Devontae Adams are they going to sit at number 23 and hope that one of these guys falls to them?
1: I don't know. But it's, I I feel like not to cut you off. I'm sorry, but I feel like the Williams kid out of Alabama, that's the one that tore his ACL. So, I mean, a lot of people feel like he's going to be there at 25. He would, if he would have played this season, obviously he wouldn't have probably been there, but, from what I'm hearing, I mean, they they sound like he's like definitely going to be there, and perhaps can slip into the second round. It's possible, but you could have a
0: team that has an embarrassment of riches, willing to trade up to get a guy like
1: that and stash him for half a season, like the Buffalo Bills, like the Buffalo Bills, because we were. I want to get into that. We got eight picks. I don't think we're going to use all eight of them. Probably not. So if we had to, move, would you? All right. So not. And I'm I'm throwing you off task right now, but you know how Newt is when he gets on a roll. Please be Newt. Let Newt be Newt. We need to put that on a T-shirt. Okay. Let Newt be Newt. Let's put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we have eight picks. Do you think we're gonna have? Do well, you think we're gonna use eight picks in this draft?
0: No, I think Bean is going to slide around to grab the people that he wants. I
1: agree. OK, so that's the hot take for today. I don't, neither one of us think that we're going to use all eight picks. So we're sitting at number 25. So we had to give up something to move up to 20 to get the guy we want. Would that make uh, Bills Nation happy or upset? Well, I think if it's a guy
0: that has a direct line to impacting the team, I think Bills Nation is always happy to see a trade up.
1: I think that's what's going to happen. You think so? Either, either for a wide receiver or a cornerback, I think we could move up. And, and it might not be in the first round. It could be in the second round. It could be in the third. Gotta see, right. So we got to see how it falls. But I don't think we'll be using all eight of our picks. And probably we shouldn't. Like, we don't have – do we even have eight roster spots available? Like, we're, we're trying to win a Super Bowl this year. So now you're like, well, Newt, Then if we're trying to win a Super Bowl, why are you saying that we're going to take a guy coming off ACL? And that's a great question. And I'm not necessarily saying it'll be him, but it could be someone else. Right.
0: The other two receivers that the Bills have met with are John Mechie and Calvin Austin. And Calvin Austin is a slot guy, so is John Mechie. They may have a an easier path to the roster or playing time, I should say, than some of the other guys because if you're the Buffalo Bills, don't you feel like you're set at outside receiver? I would think so. I think that they're going to go all in on Gabe Davis at this point. And obviously, Stefan Diggs is here to stay basically till the end of his career. Uh, but you've got Isaiah McKenzie, who's basically on a bargain basement contract for one to possibly two years, and you have Jamison Crowder on a one-year contract, I think that they might be looking at, at the slot position, which is good for this year's draft. But here's the thing, Newt. Okay. With more two tight end sets coming to the offense, does it diminish the importance of having a good slot receiver?
1: It does, and I think a lot of it is we don't know how Ken Dorsey is going to call plays. We don't. Uh, we, could, we could think that, okay, we picked up O.J. Howard. Uh, he's a good inline blocker. He's a good receiver. The number two tight end, I mean, how that's going to affect our offense, we just don't know. It's a big question mark because we don't know how what kind of formations and stuff that we're going to use with a new offensive coordinator. Right. Um, I do agree with you just on the monetary side with Crowder on a one year deal, would it be smart to go slot receiver at the number twenty-five pick or even in the second round? And so we'll have the replacement for next year, you know, get him acclimated to the offense and we'll have be ready to go next year, like Gabriel Davis ready to go this year. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so I don't know. That'll be a big question mark. Um, but I mean, just overall, and our thoughts on it is Cornerback, wide receiver. Running back, that's more of a luxury to me. Mm -hmm. I would like to see interior offensive line. We've talked about that ad nauseum. But definitely wide receiver and cornerback. So
0: the Bills have met with five players on the interior offensive line. And they also have signed a Pro Bowl player in Roger Saffold to play the left guard position but he also is on a one-year contract. So it tells me that they're looking ahead because they have met with, as I said, five folks there. Another position where they have also met with five players is tight end. Mm-hmm. Does that tell us something?
1: It could. It could. <laughs> I was, I was, I was surprised about it. bringing in two guys. um Meyer and uh, likely, I mean, to, to go tight in, I don't know. I, I don't see it, but once again, being in McDermott always said best player available. So, I mean, if they're on that board and they're high, even though we probably don't need it right now, I can see them doing it. Does it tell us
0: something about the future of Dawson Knox on the team? It could. Yeah. It could. Who I I love, but they probably feel like they can do better. I I think this upcoming season is going to be a big season for him and whether or not he gets a second contract.
1: I think it's – and that's a good – hey, that's a good observation, my friend. I, I think it's a lot like the running back position. Like, mm-hmm. to take a running back in the first round, just think of, and, and, and probably, running back is worse than tight end, because we've invested high drive picks in the running back position, mm-hmm. you know, and to do it again, it's just, I don't know, that I don't want to question Brandon Bean, and, and we're going to talk about, you know, our past drafts, but that seems like a lot of... Draft resources going in consecutively in one position, and I just I don't that doesn't make me feel good on the inside. Right
0: now, here's the thing: we're not talking just about first round picks. I, I can't imagine that there's going to be any tight ends drafted in the first round this year. Yeah, you, know, you just don't have that knockout guy. But mm-hmm. Dawson Knox is a quality starter, and he was taken in the fourth round. That is true. So it it happens out there.
1: But OJ Howard was a first round pick though, right? OJ
0: Howard was and a flop yep. at that. Yeah. One one position I did want to point out before we move on is them looking at four guys at linebacker. They need depth there. So that's all I wanted to say on that.
1: Well, well hold on, there might be something more to that, my friend. Oh, you don't want me to gloss over that, huh? Like like Jalen says, man, when school gets canceled because there's ice on the sidewalk, because little Tommy says, whoa, 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 and falls on the ice. Next thing you know, he's he's suing the school district. (laughs) (laughs) So he always says, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm saying, whoa, 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 right? Does Jalen really say that? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because we, you know, it's times, and once again, I know I'm getting off on a tangent a little bit, but it's times where school will get canceled and it doesn't even snow. Yeah, And it's like, okay, because in the rural parts of the uh, county, maybe, you know, they don't get the the salt on the sidewalks. And little Tommy walking to school and he fall on that ice. And next thing you know, he's suing the school district. So they make sure all the ice is going on all the sidewalks on the whole county before they uh, resume school. Boy, do you live in the south. Yeah. (laughs) And so I just wanted to say, looking at linebacker, I mean, I've seen some uh, draft Knicks say that we could go linebacker in the first round, mm-hmm. and what would that mean for uh, Edmonds on his fifth year contract? Right.
0: Yeah, that would probably mean they're not going to re up with with Edmonds if they draft
1: somebody in the first round, right? Yeah. So that's what that's what I when you sent me that list, I'm like, Ooh, maybe that's what that means. Huh. Can we afford Edmonds? I mean, I know there's been a lot of people on the fence about him. Some people love him, some people think he's not good enough. And with the contracts we've been giving out, is I mean, somebody got to get squeezed out. That's true. You know, that's, so true. that's what I see when I look at that.
0: Um, so let's look at the twenty twenty one draft. The Bills met with five wide receivers, four running backs, three corners. Out of those positions, they drafted one wide receiver. They drafted one corner. They did not speak to anybody at quarterback, tackle, or edge rusher. And at tackle and edge rusher, they drafted two players at each position. Yep. At interior offensive line, they actually drafted a guy who they met with, Jack Anderson, who got signed off the Bills practice squad. They had met with two interior offensive linemen and selected one of them. So when we look at it through this lens of they met with a ton of people at three positions, they literally met with 12 people and drafted two of them. And then at two positions, they drafted four people that they didn't meet with or even talk to anybody in that draft. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Let's go back to 2020. The top meeting positions were running back with five, edge with four, and then you had uh, three positions tied at uh, at three apiece. They met with Zach Moss. They drafted Zach Moss at running back. They didn't meet with any receivers, but they drafted two of them. And then they also drafted a kicker, a cornerback, and another edge, as I mentioned before, but one that they did not meet with because they seemingly do that every year. 2019 was a very interesting year because... They spoke to four people at four different positions, at wide receiver, defensive tackle, edge, and corner. They did not draft a cornerback. In 2019? Jay Conn Johnson. I have him listed as a safety. Okay, all right. That was a good call, though. They did not draft a wide receiver. They did draft an edge, and they did draft at Oliver... Defensive tackle. Yep. They spoke with three tight ends. They drafted Dawson Knox. They spoke with one linebacker, Voshan Joseph, and they drafted him. They drafted Sweeney, too. Oh, yes. Tommy Sweeney. They Yes. Two tight ends. Met with yeah. one of them. Hmm. Do we have any discernible patterns here? Is it smoke screens? Well, that was the word you brought up (laughs) when we were talking in our pre-production meeting.
1: Yeah. Is it smoke screens? I don't know.
0: Like Buddy Nix used to say, it's lion season.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: He also used to uh, use a line that uh, I've picked up on and has entered my lexicon, which is, Don't tell me about the labor.
1: Show me the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, if you really look at the last three drafts that that, uh, Bean's been a part of, I mean, I don't know how much the correlation is between visits and who they actually bring in. I mean, uh, actually draft.
0: They have drafted in the last three years – Four. Four players that they met with. Mm. That's out of... Uh, I I can't tell you off the top of my head how many selections that was. Uh, We could say that is in the neighborhood of 20. So. Out of 23 people. So that's coming in at about 18%.
1: Yep. Okay. So, very little correlation, dude. Not a lot of correlation. Yeah.
0: Is there a correlation between the positions that they meet with the most and the ones that they select? Obviously not. Nope. You look at last year, they didn't speak with any tackles or any edge rushers, and that was four of their selections right there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 2019. They spoke with three tight ends. They drafted two.
1: What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Let's talk about those drafts, man. Can we talk about it for a second? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So I went and looked up like our pads. That's why I have it in front of me. Our, our last drafts, right? And what I found was it's only one person before – uh Sean McDermott that's on the roster mm-hmm. but that preceded him and that's somebody we just brought back. Yes. <laughs> so so it's easy to uh differentiate, you know, before uh McDermott and B and and what they're doing now. This is their whole roster. Except for one person, and that one person is Shaq Loss.
0: Right, who they brought back we, on a veteran minimum salary that isn't even right. going, to, going to count against the salary cap.
1: So let's look. Let's look at the past draft. So McDermott, he did the uh, twenty seventeen draft. Mm-hmm. All right, that draft consisted of Trey White, who we moved up to get, moved to um, Jones. I'm sorry? Moved back for Trey White. Moved back. I'm sorry. Because we we had the number 10 pick, and who was taking it that number 10 pick? That would be Patrick Mahomes. Oh! So, so how do you feel about that? Do you, like, looking back on that now, four or five years, do you think that that was a mistake?
0: I guess the question is, would you trade Patrick Mahomes for Trey White straight up? And I think the answer... Based on positional value, has to be yes.
1: Okay, all right. And once again, listen: this was before Brandon. This is the year before Brandon Bean came. So this is all McDermott. We moved up in the second round to take Zay Jones, who's having a productive career now, but did little with us early on. It didn't deserve to be traded up for. Okay. Next pick was Deion Dawkins, Pro Bowler. Pro bowler. Matt Milano. Pro bowler. Yeah. Well, should be. Should he's amazing. Be. But but we re signed him. He he's a staple on our defense. I have no problem with that. The next pick, Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Which was horrible. But he was a fifth round pick. So yes. Next, and you know. obviously
0: <laughs> McDermott tried to shoehorn him into the lineup for two straight seasons
1: which which I understand I have no problem with. A lot of people do. Um, as a Bills fan back then, uh, people really came down on me like, oh, y'all try to put Nathan Peterman in, take Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor took y'all to the playoffs. And I'm just like, look, I was so tired of Tyrod Taylor and his 50-yard passing games that I wanted to see anything. I mean, so – I had no problem with us throwing against the wall to see if Nathan Peterman stuck, and he didn't stick at all. So <laughs> I have no problem with that experiment. He was a fifth round pick. We took a flyer on him, it just didn't work out. Okay. The last pick was Tanner Vallejo.
0: Okay. Um, okay. You know, a, a linebacker didn't make the squad.
1: Right. But you got all pro uh, Trey White. You got Pro Bowlers, Deion Dawkins, and Matt Milano. I love that draft. That's a great draft. I love that draft. If you can get that every year, you're going to be a competitive team. And there and are some of the people that's anchoring a Super Bowl contending team like we have yeah, now. That is That was the foundation of everything they're doing right, right now. I totally agree. Um, the next year, we bring in Brandon Bean. And this... The number one pick in the draft, we we had all the assets to move up to get our franchise quarterback, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And to tell you the truth, it's kind of like, well, from here on in, it really doesn't matter because it all begins and ends with the franchise quarterback, and we got it, right? So he was the first pick. Um, with our second first-round pick, we picked Jermaine Edmonds, Trade pro it up bowler. For him. We traded up for him, pro bowler. All right. Harrison Phillips, who we just lost a free agency, which we could have kept him, but he's a process of you being uh, – I mean, he's a victim of uh, being a good team, and you can't resign everybody. Mm-hmm. But a good player. But a good player, so that's a good draft pick. Teron Johnson, slot corner. The most underrated player on the Buffalo Bills. I agree. Wonderful pick. Saran Neal. Solid role player. Yep. Now this one, Wyatt Teller. We <laughs> hey, gave up on him too quick. Turns out that was a brilliant
0: selection because he's an all-pro. He's an all-pro player as a fifth-round pick. Unfortunately, he's just not with us. And that happens with offensive linemen.
1: Yeah. You can't give up on him so quickly. Ray Mabel cloud No longer with us. Playing him, in Pittsburgh. Playing in Pittsburgh, getting minutes as a, uh, a six round pick, all right. And then Austin Proel, wide receiver. Oh yeah, uh, the, one of the few
0: draft picks that they have just washed their hands of right out of the gate.
1: Even though we, even though we lost Wyatt Teller, this is still an A plus draft. Yep. And if we would have kept Wyatt Teller and he became all pro with us, it would be an all time great draft. Would you agree? Yeah, I would say
0: it probably would be. Um, it, it would probably be up there with the Bills 1985 draft when they got Bruce Smith and Andre Reed.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. But still, it's still a great draft. I still give it an A. Mm-hmm. Um 2019, Ed Oliver. Good player. Good player. Cody Ford. Flop. Devin Singletary. Decent running back. Meh, meh, decent. Dawson Knox. Good. Uh,
0: Vashon Joseph. One of the few that didn't make it even to the practice squad. Jaquan Johnson. Uh, we don't know, but he makes the team. Daryl Johnson. Decent role player, replacement level, good energy. And then Tommy Sweeney.
1: Um, replacement level, tight end. So now looking at this draft, compared to 2018, it looks pedestrian. Yes. <laughs> it's like every position you feel like you could do better, except for Ed Oliver, probably. And, and you don't get me wrong, you could do better than Ed Oliver, but at least Ed Oliver as a first-round pick, okay, he's giving me first-round pick production. Wouldn't you agree? Yes.
0: <clears throat> yes. I, I, I think he's I, – I think this past season his numbers don't equate to – the disruption that he creates. Uh, I think coming out of it with two high-end starters is solid, but yeah, trading up for Cody Ford. Anytime you trade up and miss, it's it's a terrible move.
1: Right. I agree. I agree. And like I said, comparing this to 2018, I feel like as we get, as we go up in years, it gets worse. I agree so, with that. <laughs> in 2018, it was an A plus. This draft at best is what? A B? A B, a B or C. You're you give it a B to be nice. Well, I give it a B because you have two solid starters that came up. Okay, here. that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Now, 2020. We trade our first round pick for uh Stefan D. All right, so if you going to say, well, Stefan Diggs is our first round pick, then great. But let's just go off the draft. All right. Uh, the first pick, which was our second round pick, was A.J. Epinesa. hmm Then the third, third round pick, Zach Moss.
0: Both the top two picks there have been healthy scratches in their second season. Which is not
1: positive. You don't like that at all? Don't like that at all. Because, like I said, you want three – my thing is you want three starters out of each draft. Mm-hmm. Neither one on more. Then you got fourth-round pick, Gabriel Davis. He has become
0: a starter in his – he will be a starter in his third season.
1: Yes. Jake Fromm, who's no longer with us, he went off to uh, New York. Yeah, he was going
0: to be a disaster anyway. Yeah. Also, he's a racist.
1: But he was fifth-round, so, man, yeah. you know. The six-round pick, Tyler Bass.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's where you get your kickers. He turned out to be pretty good.
1: Love him. Uh, six-round, uh, Hodgins, Isaiah Hodgins. He's been a practice squatter for two years. And you, know, you don't even see him on an active roster, this year. Nah, I don't. I don't think so. I don't either. And then Dane Jackson.
0: Could become a starter. Played some good minutes. Has some holes in his game. But this draft is a little it's incomplete because we haven't seen Gabriel Davis as a starter yet right, but i mean it it could move up or down depending on what he does, but even if he plays at a high level, this draft can't be any higher
1: than a c c plus I agree. <laughs> that even and that's best case scenario at this point. Let's AJ Epinesa comes out and just he gets it this year. And and could that happen? I guess. Like I don't want to give up on him too soon. Um and then Zach Moss, the same thing. Like, but the fact that the next year you had to drive two people at AJ Epinesa's position. Uh, the fact that Zach Moss, you talking about drafting a first round running back, that I mean. That doesn't bode well for them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you're right. The way it's looking right now, is fluid. But for what we see in the T-leaves right now, this is a C draft at best. Yeah, and it could drop to a D. And it could drop to a B. But we'll see.
0: We'll see. Hopefully, right. you know. It, you know, it could be the type of thing where Epinesa and Moss come out and set the world on fire this upcoming season. And then it jumps to a B.
1: Right. I agree. Who knows? And then last year's draft, 2021, Greg Rousseau, he started. Starter, yeah. He was a starter. Okay. Boogie Basham. That didn't
0: work out so well so far. Yeah. Spencer Brown. A starter and a player that Bill's Mafia loves because he is a
1: trash-talking, bare-knuckle bruiser. Not only is it his play, but is his leadership attitude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I like that. He brings the nastiness. I've been wanting a Richie Incognito type guy. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's just what I look for in line, and I'm sorry. This is what I instill in Jalen on the offensive line. I give him money for pancakes. That's what I like in Spencer Brown. You say you give I, him money for pancakes? Oh, yeah. He gets 10 bucks for every pancake he gets. Oh man. And that's why they yeah. call him Night Night Newton. Night, night, Newton. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so and I like that. of Spencer Brown. So Spencer Brown. Hey, man, I'll cash up you, man. Ten dollars for uh, ten dollars per pay. Well, no, not for Spencer Brown. I probably to give him two dollars every pay. <laughs> It'll make me broke. But um, yeah, I love Spencer Brown. He's the type of offensive tackle that you could build, or offensive lineman that you build your team. And around. he was drafted as a project. Yeah, like they weren't yeah. expecting him to play in his first season. Exactly. So I kind of think of like what Boogie Basham is. I got out of Spencer Brown in the third round. Okay. You know, that's how I kind of look at it. Uh, Tommy Doyle in the fifth round. Another
0: developmental guy with high athletic upside. I think that they're counting on him to be their swing tackle this year. Mm-hmm. And that swing tackle cool. is a valuable position.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, um, uh... Because we we just re signed, uh, da, 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 da. yeah, Bobby Hart. Bobby Hart, and that's kind of how they looked at him.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see Bobby Hart making the team.
1: Okay, that's fair. Um, next in the sixth round, Marquise Stevenson. Yeah, we don't know, don't know yet. Jury's still out. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to say anything about it. He's still young. He still has time. But Scares the bejesus
0: I, out of me when he's returning kicks because he just doesn't know how to mitigate getting blown
1: up. Right. Oh, God. But as for what we see right now, do you see a path for him being in the wide receiver rotation this year? Um, yeah, there's a path. Okay. All right. DeMar Hamlin?
0: We don't know, um, still but out. they seem to be high on him. Wild Goose. He's he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Signed off the practice squad.
1: Yep. And then Jack Anderson, O Line.
0: Also signed off the practice squad. And it's really interesting to me how Bills fans were complaining about these guys being lost. But this is what you want. You want Mm -hmm. to have good players that can't make your roster that are good enough to be signed off your practice squad to other teams' rosters. like You don't ever want that player to become a star, but you want a surplus of talent. That means you're a good team.
1: Right. And so how I look at it in this draft is if I had to get rid of Tommy Doyle, Marquis Stevenson, DeMar Hamlin, Rashad Wild Goose is gone already, Jack Anderson, I would get rid of any of them to move up to get somebody I want early. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would have no problem with any of those.
0: The issue is, if you're looking at the either the Jimmy Johnson or the the updated uh, draft slot valuation, mm-hmm. that doesn't get you very far. You could you yeah. could give up everything in that draft from round five through seven, and still not be able to move up more than like one or two slots in the first round.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm not talking about first round. Oh, when I we, you. If you talk about moving up first round, you got to talk about moving your second and third round picks. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, give up those picks to move up in the third, fourth, fifth round to get somebody you want. Right. I'm just saying okay. instead instead of having those bottom picks, move up to get people who you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, the, in yeah. the middle round. Okay, I
0: hear you. And I yeah. I agree with that sentiment because when the Bills have done that previously, they did it to draft Devin Singletary and Dawson Knox, who became starters. Right. They have been inconsistent at times,
1: but they're contributors on a good team. I agree. I agree. So the 2021 draft, and once again, this is early, and it's going to be fluid, yeah. but... You got Greg Rousseau as a starter. You got Spencer Brown as a starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, B, C. Because
0: I mean, we know that the jury's still out on it, I want to grade this draft a little bit higher than I might have if this were the draft three years ago. Because right. I want to give the benefit of the doubt to some of the players and expect that they will develop. Over time. Okay. So I, I'll go with a B for now.
1: Okay. That's fair. That's why I like B, C, and I'll say B. And once again, we're a good team. So it's hard to get starters, you know. But I think a lot of that has to do with Brandon being and not just best player available. It's also you gotta pick need too And and that's and that's the thing where all the GMs say, Oh, we we gotta stay true to our board. It's best player available. And and maybe he felt like boogie Basham in the second round at that pick was the best value. You know what I'm saying? Clearly did. But but you got needs, though. Well, defensive end was (laughs) still a need. I I don't think that position had been solved at any point. I agree with that. But what I'm trying to say is now we have an overabundance of ends, and they're not—none of them—I mean, you just hope that one of them pops. Yeah. You know? It's still a need. That's that's all. If
0: we're being Uh honest— I'm sorry? It's still a need, if we're being honest.
1: Well, obviously it was a need. We had to go out and give uh, <laughs> Von Miller, uh, uh, aging Von Miller, $100 million. Yeah. yeah, and he
0: and Greg Rousseau both play on the right-hand side. So they still need a left defensive end. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. We have taken you through the Buffalo Bills' meetings of the past few years, pre-draft meetings, and we have assessed that there isn't a real pattern to what they're doing based on who they interview ahead of time. We've also gone through and we have talked about what has happened in each of the past few drafts under Brandon Bean. And it seems like there's some good stuff. There's some misses along the way too, but I want to thank everybody for joining us once again. It is always a pleasure having you. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He's Big Chris Newton. And Big Newt, can we get a song?
1: RIP The Ohio State great Dwayne Haskins died tragically this week. hey, hey. Support for this podcast comes from
0: Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip?